Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. We have three guests with us today, and I don't even know why I insist on calling you guests because you're not guests. You're, you're part of this podcast. Brother Bob Lee, of course. Hello, everyone. And Brother Julian Estrada. Hello. And now this is special. We're excited to have Ruben Navarro here. He's a member of In the Lighthouse, and he's been coming for... How, how long have you been coming up, Ruben? Um, this... October will be uh, two years. That's awesome. Two years. And he came as part of our bus ministry. He uh, brings his kids. Um, and uh, we're so excited that, that he is joining us on this podcast. Brother Julian and him were doing a Bible study, and he was kind enough to join us on this. So we're excited. But we're going to be covering a lot of ground because we had some eventful, an eventful last couple of weeks. So we've been uh, all over the place. Uh, we started off course uh rialto we have uh brother lee he's he held down the fort with he was actually supposed to go with us to tennessee yeah almost like uh but then a few things came up so he ended up staying and we're glad he did because uh he always does such a good job in rialto we're we're, we're, okay that sounded bad we're not (laughs) glad that we didn't have him in tennessee but he does such a great job that he was able to keep things things on track in rialto um, and then after Tennessee, uh, Brother Julian went to Georgia, yes. uh, Buford, Georgia, and taught their Sunday school. And then myself, uh, my family, and the Riker family ended up in Kentucky doing Sunday school. So <clears throat> we were all over the place. And we're going to talk about those things, but I think we should start with Kingdom Kids. Yeah. Uh, we teased it a little bit in the last podcast. We talked about the uh, kind of the decorations that we expect. But Brother Julian, now that you've been there... Um, just give us your overall thoughts, and then we'll kind of just branch out from there wherever this discussion takes us. Um, well, walking in first time for Kingdom Kids, and you know, we talked about the decorations, how big the castle is, and everything. The details on that thing blows me away. The uh, I'm sorry, what's the brother's name that does it? So there's there's it's brother uh, Larry Worthen. It's his church, but okay. it's Kelly Bass is the is the mastermind. Uh, but the two of them, Larry Worthen and Kelly Bass, did it together. <clears throat> And they, they're just unbelievable. It's the the details of it, the way it's all made, the way it's all. It's like you walk in and just as a, the little kid in you is just like, this is awesome. Like you know the, the huge castle, um, and then you know meeting everyone, uh, all the uh, brother Darian uh, from uh, Spokane, uh, brother Zach, brother Ryan, you know Bethany, meeting everyone that helped with the cast. They, it was a really fun and exciting because you're getting all these people from some from the East Coast. <clears throat> Some from the West Coast, and it's just you learn how they do things, you know. From the Midwest, from the the South, South, yeah. Eric Strickland was there. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, we just had a mess of bodies, and it was it was so much fun, you know. And uh, but walking in, this I was just like, wow, this is going to be so cool, and it was. Every single night was cool. What's cool is the that you know that that the castle's awesome. It's uh, really eye catching. But brother Kelly Bass, that that really. He's a. It's his baby. I mean, it really is. So he he's so good at it. Well, he wasn't going to be able to come this year. He had shoulder surgery, so Brother Worthen was going to do it. Well, at the last minute, Brother Bass couldn't take it. <clears throat> he said, "There's no way you're going without me." So he wasn't able to do much, even though he tried. We had to keep telling him, "Please don't hurt yourself. It's not worth it." Um, but yeah, he ended up coming, and with him also came all those outside de- decorations, which we thought weren't going to be there this year because they were trying to just make it a little bit easier because it was a smaller group setting up. But all of it was there. The whole registration area outside was awesome. <clears throat> and then we had this big 8x8 eight eight banner. Um, did you see the picture of that, Billy? I did see the picture. Okay. Did you notice nice. anything weird about it? 
Uh, you know, I wish I had my phone here. To look well, like I'm good. I, I'm glad that you can't just say yes because I made a big mistake. So we had this eight by eight folding banner Kingdom Kids conference. It's got a night. You know, it's just it's so eye catching and so cool. And it was up there for two days before I got someone to send me a picture of it <clears throat> with these laughing emojis. And I said, "What? What am I missing?" They said, um, <clears throat> "How do you spell Kingdom?" <laughs> I misspelled kingdom on an eight by eight banner. Are you that serious? was up in front of thousands of people. Yeah, I was an idiot. I yeah. never saw it. I guess I wasn't really paying attention though. I just I designed <laughs> it and didn't see it. The print shop didn't see it. Nobody saw it. it I don't know how it blended in so well, but yeah, it, it's 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 there, clear as day. Oh, and so wow. we still. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make you hopefully feel better. And I'm people, ready. People can feel free to go and check this. I had a meeting with a geology professor the other day, and we started talking, and uh, and it come to find out he had some interaction with some people at Indiana University uh, the research group that I was in many many years ago and he goes hey did you see their football jersey and uh, and I'm like uh, no and anyway he showed me uh, apparently they went out with jerseys in Denia they missed no on the actual football jerseys they ran oh, out and played a game so much. Notre Dame <laughs> and, they, wow. and they showed a picture so, so maybe fact check it to see if it was, he showed me a picture of it it was on the internet so anyway nice yeah so Kingdom Kids Kingdom Kingdom <laughs> and this thing was up there two days before anyone noticed it and even then it, it, it was only them as far as I know and the people they told like you just you kind of look at it and just assume that it's right yeah. I wouldn't even know. No, until you pointed it out it's right now, so bro. Bad. <laughs> okay, you did that on purpose, really. It was a okay, test, cool. a okay. psychological see, test. Yeah, we're just paying attention. It's exactly perfect. What it was. That's a good. Thank oh. you for bailing me out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, so we're going to keep the the frame and uh, probably end up updating the banner <laughs> for 2022. Uh, but yeah, what a, what a cool there year. So we had people from Durham, people from Spokane, Washington, people from, of course, our church, people from Oildale. Brother uh, Tyler Hodge brought three people with him. Uh, Durham, North Carolina. Where's Eric Strickland from? Do you remember? Uh, was it one North of the Carolinas? Carolinas? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, from all over the place. Just really cool. And we all were able to work together, pick each other's brains, and it mashed together and worked out really well. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was cool because that lady, uh, Mandy, uh, Amanda Verton from uh, Durham, she's kind of the one that pulled the people in from her church from Durham <clears throat> and she was the the bad guy turned good guy in the in the script mm-hmm. but um, she introduced us to some really neat people now Ryan I've known for a long time through quizzing he was a bible quizzer when he okay. was all the way from juniors up so I've known him from for many years but I didn't know him in this capacity at all and then of course Bethany I've never even seen her before but she was one of the coolest people in the sense that she was willing to do anything Mm -hmm. she didn't care what it was i don't care if if you asked her to to vacuum she'd do it if you asked her to play the the role of the queen she would do it like it didn't matter there was no no hesitation never a a, let me check my calendar yes i'm in yeah i remember it was hey we need an altar call music who can play the piano can you play the piano bethany (laughs) she played the piano she played about four different parts that she never signed up for Mm -hmm. she just happened to be in the room at the wrong time <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Sarah Torado was there. I didn't even know Sarah was there. Sarah's from our church, and she's been on the podcast before. But uh, she showed up. She was walking down the hallway. I said, "Sarah, like, <laughs> what are you doing in Tennessee?" Well, she said, "Yeah, I, th- I wish it wasn't too late. I'd love to help." I said, 
show up tomorrow and yes, you'll well, find out that it's never too late. Never. No. So she did and she was able to help us with the section leader and I think she even helped with a small part in the script. But Well, it was a lot of fun. You know, um, the, the, every single night was full of excitement. The kids loved it. Um, it was pretty interesting, you know, uh, meeting all the kids. You know, I, I was telling uh, Sister Liz last night, she, they, her and uh, her husband came over and we were talking and we were like, <clears throat> I was like, I felt like I was at my own church for a while. Because kids will come running up and, Brother Julian, Brother Julian, Brother Julian. I'm like, I don't know half of these kids. I don't know who <laughs> nice. you are, but it's from the podcast, I mean, from uh, Apostolic Sunday School and watching us and stuff. And that, that was really cool and exciting just to know that kids all over are watching, you know, and it was fun. Yeah, <clears throat> they are too. So I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but we were in Kentucky and there was a, a church from Indiana that drove over it was a couple hours to, to be a part of it. And they, they thought, they, they knew I was going to be there, but they had no idea Delaney was going to be there. So they show up, and they see Delaney and lose their minds. I mean, it was like like seeing a celebrity. And they're yeah. like, oh, Delaney's here, Mom, Dad. And they just, they're freaking out, want pictures with her and stuff. It was yeah. just, it was really cool. So some, I did have a couple kids ask, hey, is Brother Lee coming? So, you know, so there was a couple people coming. I had out. several people uh-huh. ask if Brother Lee's coming. Uh-huh. And we, uh, I had one kid, after he met me, he goes, I didn't know you were real. <laughs> and then uh, one other funny one is uh, a little boy after he met Philip was like, I just met a YouTuber. Oh, I no, he did he not. Goes, I officially met a YouTuber. He did not. <laughs> he did. Oh, that's so dumb. <laughs> uh, so anyway, funny. oh my goodness. But it really was a cool time. But not just the decorations, not just the practices, not just even the actual implementation. It was the altar calls at the yes. end. They really were something special. And it's... I, we mentioned this in in the podcast last week with with the <clears throat> with Darian and Chris and Tyler, but that's a tough crowd as far as they're they're all church kids. They've been in church their whole lives. A lot of them are preachers' kids. They've been there. They've seen it all. <clears throat> and for them to have, or for us to have that type of altar call with kids that it sounds bad. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I've been a preacher's kid, but but you've 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 been there. And and it's hard sometimes to reach the kids that have seen everything. Yeah. But man, they all, they responded, and then we had a, a, several kids get the Holy Ghost. I think four for sure that I knew of. <clears throat> uh, in fact, one of them was uh, Micah Acre that we went to their church. Yeah, their their son got it, and he he was the first to tell me. He said, "Yeah, they tell me I really need it." <laughs> he, he's a funny kid. Um, and then there was a few others that got it as well, but. It was exciting. Yeah. Great, great time. And Brother Julian, I'm glad you were able to come. Yeah. And, great time. of course, the Rikers as well. Uh, and your wife was the section leader? Yes. Yep. Uh, how, I know she's not here, and I don't expect you to speak too much for her, but did, did you get it like an overall feel? From- yeah. Yeah, she uh, she absolutely loved it, and she, we're planning on going again next year. Um, you know, she loved working on that level, you know, teaching the kids to chant. You know, because so every every color had their own chant so she was the green and she was working with them and she had a great time and then you know the whole balancing the kids uh, 30 kids going to the bathroom at one time <laughs> you're trying to you know control the chaos and they those section leaders they work a lot they work <clears throat> they work really lot. hard and so like we kind of catch a breath you know we go out we do our thing and then we go back and we're getting ready for the next scene but you kind of catch a breath those section leaders don't get that breath <laughs> you no. know it's just full time but um she just said she had a, she had a great time um you know, but we definitely look forward to going again next year. Yeah, so we did have some people that said that they want to be involved next year, not from our church necessarily, although there were some, uh, but from outside. 
And so if you're listening to this and you want to be involved in, in helping with that, uh, send us details as soon as you know you can guarantee that you'll be there and you will be a part. It's not a question of if we need you. Just consider that we need all the help we can get. So um, we, we were filling roles the night of. Like, mm-hmm. we still don't have anybody to do lights. Is there anybody? Hey, brother, can you do lights? And yeah. I've, I've never done it before yet. Okay, <laughs> we'll show you. They push these levers. Yeah. And they did it. They stepped right in and did it. That was brother uh, Daniel Woods from Durham found out he's their Sunday school director. Oh, I didn't cool. even know it. So we had a Sunday school director of one of the biggest churches in North Carolina running our lights for Kingdom Kids underutilized horribly but <laughs> thank god he was there to help us out oh, <clears throat> so anyway uh anything else about king of kids we'll talk about uh, man, we could talk about it for hours to be honest but yeah. you know but i think that's some of the main points you know the, the last thing i will say is liz came up to me when we got back and said that we're already making plans to go next year and she said i just wish we had known a little bit more about it <clears throat> and what I told her, and I'm making admission to all the all the Rialto people, is the reason I don't push it real hard is it's not cheap. Like we don't pay your way; you have to figure out how to get there. Yeah, and you got to pay your plane fare, and you got to pay your you know you got to figure out how to stay there and rental cars, and it adds up. Yeah. So I'm I'm never going to put our teachers any pressure to make them think they have to go to something like that or, or that we expect them to. Yeah. We would love it. And if we could pay their way, we would, but we can. Mm-hmm. So uh, it has to be something that they do themselves. And so that's why we don't push it hard locally is I don't want anybody to feel either left out or that we, ex- you know, pressure for them to attend. Do you think one of our <laughs> shuttle buses would make it out there? Yeah. That would be, the, the you know, we should really, would. you know, at our, one of our next meetings, we should really talk about say who's serious and get a group out. That, that could be a fun road trip. It, it could be. I did talk about driving it myself because at, when when I entertained that, I didn't have anybody to take any of our boxes or anything. So it looked like I was going to have to drive a trailer to take a bunch of stuff to Kingdom Kids. Please. So I looked. It's a 35-hour drive. <laughs> 35. You know, Oklahoma's 20. You can pull off a 20-hour drive, but Ooh. 35 is brutal. That's just straight through a day and a half. Oh. So... It, it would it'd be a it'd be a, a haul I and mean, we could pull it off but it, it'd be a it'd be a deal so anyway Start selling peanut brittle <laughs> Start lots selling peanut of peanut brittle that's right so uh then uh brother julian you went to buford georgia why don't you tell us a little bit about that it's brother copeland's church you went there both the sunday before and after kingdom kids yep and how how did that all come out and i heard you did teaching and yeah. saw cool results as well yeah so uh, initially, uh, me and my wife, when we were planning on going to Summit, we were initially like, oh, we're going to land in Nashville, and we'll go out there. We're like, wait, we got friends and family in Buford. Let's go see them. So we've been trying to see is Josh and Courtney, uh, Josh and Crystal Pam, um, fr- family, uh, friends that we grew up with. And so we're like, hey, we're going to go visit them. That's what led us to Buford. And as we were there, uh, I want, of course, I'm doing Summit children's ministry i want to go and check out what do you guys do so it's really cool they 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 start off by they do their own classes and they have a couple of our buses too they do yeah (laughs) but i saw the purple bus i saw the red bus actually i went there with it mine like we're gonna hunt for those things i'm gonna find where they're parked (laughs) you know we're gonna take pictures of it and stuff um so we went and uh i i was like okay so i see all the kids go to the classroom they have all these different ones they start in a young married series that me and kim were able to sit in and then after the young marriage, school, I think my mom was teaching, right? She did. Yeah, she taught <laughs> yeah. the second on the second Sunday we were there. The first one was just a Copeland. And it's funny because we were in there for probably like ten minutes and we got asked to participate and do the whole. 
compliment your wife thing. I don't know anyone in there. I'm just like, okay, cool. You know, so we stand up and we're speaking and we're talking and you know making ourselves comfortable. And they they were very welcoming and nice to me and Kim. Um, well, after so they do Sunday school from ten to eleven, and then from eleven to twelve, where we usually go into the main church, the kids go to kids church. So they have their own kingdom kids that they call it. Um, the kids go up there, and that's all the classes. Um, I believe they're all the classes. They all go up there, and uh, they have kids church. Well, the first Sunday, I went, I peeked in there, I'm looking in there, and they're having all these exciting things. The kids are running around and screaming. They're shouting memory verses that they're learning at the time. I'm like, hey, can I stay? They just start laughing. They don't know who I am. They, you know, and I don't expect people to. And they're just like, ha ha. And I'm like, no, it really looks like a lot of fun. Like, can I stay in here? They're just like, huh? And they laugh again. I'm like. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll just, just be out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll be in the main church. Well, then, uh, I, I know the a boy, Seth uh, Bowman. So when he, Seth's awesome. He's the boy that rode the made the motorcycle out of the weed eater. Uh-huh. I think I told you guys about it a while back. Anyway, rode it in Sunday school. Well, he he went to Summit, and he sees everything that's going on. He goes, hey, man. Like, I was like, yeah, so we're going to be back in Buford. We end up, you know, working out where our vacation's going to be a little bit longer. He goes, dude, come and help us in Kingdom Kids, like, at, at our church. I said, absolutely. And I didn't know if that was going to be crowd control or, like, operating the lights, <laughs> you know, doing anything. I was like, I didn't care. Like, I would love to be in there. And so I text him Saturday. Hey, man, I'm back in town. Like, what, what do you think I'll need to do tomorrow? He said, hey, would you teach the final lesson? Oh, sure. Yeah, sounds good, man. I'll do that. And I was like, what, uh, what are you guys talking about? So I got on, you know, I want to make sure I teach whatever they're teaching about. And so their topic was Ruth and how Ruth made that choice to live for God, you know, leaving their pagan worship and going and following after God. And so their, their topic that they were teaching was choices. And so I said, okay, that's cool. And uh, so I ran to Target, built an object lesson. That, what I did was, uh, so you get all the paper bags and they have numbers on them. And then so I came out. I was. I talked about my. As, as I came up, I introduced myself as a salesman. I was like, "Hey, I'm from the West Coast. I'm the, one of the best salesmen on the West Coast." And I was like, um, "Is there anyone who would like to buy from me today?" I said, like, "Now imagine, I'm from the West Coast. So I spent a lot of time. I surfed to Sunday school, and when I hit the sand, I launch in the air and I land in class. And from there, we learn." And it's just groovy, man. You know, like, you know, I did like this whole... They probably think surf- everybody in California surfs. <laughs> yeah, the surfs at this point now, no. Right? So, I was like, all right, well... And then, uh, so the kid came up, and I'm like, all right, which number do you want? Uh, he's all oh, I want number four. I'm like, are you sure you want number four? Are you sure you don't want number five? I want number four, you know, and then so on. And we did that, and then after a while, I offered the kids, hey, do you want money? I'll pay you to not take number four. Here's a dollar. What about two dollars? What about five, you know? And well, these kids, the whole lesson that they're making choices, some kids... After they got their paper bag, one kid got a banana pill, and another kid got a slice of bread. Like, those were the two bad ones. But all the rest of them were all good. Like, they got, like, kinetic sand, candy, cool, the little sunglasses, things, whatever I could was able to buy from Target and just throw them in some bags real quick. I also bought myself, a, like, a because I didn't have any Sunday school clothes. I brought, mostly brought, like, this average. Well, I had to go and find something silly, so I found, like, this, like, shirt that had, like, rollerblades on them just to, like, be silly. And, uh, That's pretty Californian. Yeah. <laughs> so and so, uh, I I got in and uh, so then afterwards we wrapped it up with an altar call, and uh, and I gave the kids the opportunity to make a choice. I was like, you get the Holy Ghost today. You could make you could decide in your heart to serve God today. And the kids came up and they and there was a couple kids praying. One kid got the Holy Ghost. His name's Brett, and it was his first time. And uh, the the parents were new to church. They they don't have the Holy Ghost yet. It's, it's a 
really big thing, and I'm excited for them. I'm excited for that church, uh, to for the kid getting the Holy Ghost. I just I really do believe there's going to be revival on kids at at that church. I believe it opened up a door, hopefully, and uh, you know. And then uh, there's another girl. She was she she was very close, or she got it. She was just uncertain if she got it or not. But you know, uh, God definitely touched her, and it was a great move of God that we had. But their Sunday school, it's fun. They don't have the boring word in there. They are, they're at Sunday school from the beginning to the end. The way they do their memory verses, the Bible man came out, he's all dressed up and like all these cool little things. I was like, oh, you know, I like the Bible man character, by the way, so I may adopt him and bring him to our Sunday school. <laughs> you know, sorry, so. Seth, we're still on your Bible man. <laughs> sorry, so it was really cool. But, sorry, uh, not sorry. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. But it was really exciting, you know, really exciting and uh, lots of fun. That's awesome. Uh, two years ago, uh, 2019, so we, 2020, they didn't have Summit, but 2019, we went to Buford <clears throat> the week before Summit, and that was when they had just adopted the Kingdom Kits based off of Summit. So they, they took many of the ideas as far as decor and the, the castle theme and stuff, and they, and they built it in Buford. So it was really cool to see the, you know, we did it ourselves. You know, we built a castle on our yeah. platform. I don't know if you guys, I it's been, been a while. Yeah, I remember. Was that our first? No, that was our second. I think that was our, that was our second kids revival we did. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's cool to see the, the Kingdom Kids theme leaking out into other churches. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Pretty um, exciting. Yeah, the, their decor, like even like behind the stage where all their stuff was set up. And all it those, looks like, really yeah. cool. And one of the things they did is they had a puppet come out of one of the windows that they have cut out. Yeah. Well, they had LED, like purple LED lights, and it made the puppet glow. And so they dimmed the lights down, and the puppet, the orange puppet, was just glowing so cool. I was like, "That's really cool." I was like, "I like that too." Now I, I'm be honest, I'm not good with puppets, but if I could adopt this and build it, like maybe. Well, make I was me actually going to cut <laughs> so. into our existing jungle thing that we have, cut in some places for the puppets to pop in and out. Yeah, um, I love the, the the black light thing they did though. That's really cool. Although the puppets have to have the neon <clears throat> characteristics so there's black light puppets that are specifically made for that and that's what they have I don't think we have any of those but hey we can always pick up a couple I mean you, yeah they're, I've seen them on Amazon I've already looked and they're not very expensive yeah. for like the one that just sticks you know, anyway. right. but a lot of ideas I got and uh, I'm like oh man I'm going to adopt that and take that home so that's really cool but the fact that that you were there in, in, in teaching. Um, we had Sunday school in Rialto. We had uh, Sunday school in Tennessee. <clears throat> and then we went to Kentucky and did the same. Uh, that's so exciting. And, and the fact that you taught the lesson and some uh, a child got the Holy Ghost is so cool. And there's something about just expecting it to happen mm-hmm. that it, it's it's it, it creates an atmosphere for it. If you if you don't really believe it can happen, it's not going to. Oh, but but uh, anyway, I guess it's it's been a little bit since since someone's got the Holy Ghost in that Sunday school, and so the fact that that it happened now, hey, now they're believing any of this can happen every week. Oh yeah, and it can, yeah. it can. It's exciting. So uh, we went to uh, Kentucky as well. That was brother and sister Acre. They uh, have four kids: uh, Hannah, Seth, Micah, and Luke. And they sent in some object lessons for our daily devotions. So uh, if you go back through them, you'll, you'll find them. They're, they're, a, they're, they're a hoot. And Micah, that got the Holy Ghost, he is a wildcat. They're all, they're all, they're all full of energy, but Micah, man, he is, has the most energy of any kid I've ever seen in my life. He is wild. Uh, so he got the Holy Ghost of Kingdom Kids. They got baptized uh, while we were there. 
and they had a, a baptismal outside that they got baptized in, and it was really cold. So if we got people complaining about our cold baptistry, they ain't got nothing. They fill it up with a hose, I think. Oh, uh, that a little bit. And so the girl that got the Holy Ghost Sunday morning and Micah both got baptized. And they came up, <gasps> got the breath sucked out of them. It was a little chilly, but it was super exciting. Um, so we were there with the, the Rikers Sunday morning. We talked about uh, the plan of salvation. We hey, we did your your hydrogen deal again. Oh yeah. And so they picked up muriatic acid for us, and they picked it up from a place that I don't normally get it from. So I was ha ha. See, we learned from our mistakes. <laughs> and so when I poured it in, I did a test. I wanted to test it. I'm t- the second I took the cap off, it like seared my nostrils. I mean, this stuff was potent. It was like gnarly. I was like, oh, here we go again. And it's not a, a real airy sanctuary. It's it's smallish, but it's not got real high ceilings. So I knew this is going to gas out the whole place if I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. So we went into the back, and I kept watering it down. I did it 50% concentration. Uh, or, or uh, yeah, added fifty percent water to it, and it it was so much better. And I was able to actually time it. Okay, we got thirty seconds from from nothing happening until the, the gas is starting to be produced. So it was very predictable. Although I did let it sit out overnight because I wanted to even dilute even more. And so it took about sixty seconds the actual time we did it. But there was no smell. It wasn't stinky. Didn't gas anybody out. And it still had great reactions. In fact, what I learned, Brother Lee, is it's the the smoke steam that comes out of the bottles after that stinks so bad. And so I just keep putting balloons on over and over and on the same bottle. We'll fill up four balloons from one bottle. <clears throat> and so we got three three bottles. So you'll have 12 balloons by the time you're done. And it, it traps the smell, so it's not getting in the air. And you've got tons of balloons. So we had, I think I had nine. I left three on the bottles just to sit there and collect the, the any re- residue. Yeah. But So we had nine to blow up, and some of them were really good. Yeah, good <laughs> so good. it was cool. So we were talking about plan of salvation. We did the, you know, the repentance bottles, and we did the hanky, the hanky with baptism, and then we did the, the balls of fire, and then ended it with hydrogen gas. The hydrogen uh, balloons, but the hydrogen balloons, uh, it was so cool because I had you know Delaney and Tristan up there, and we were talking about each balloon about the power that's in you and and the power that the Holy Ghost gives you to do something, and so they would yell out, you know, to start a Bible club at your school, boom, to uh, be a Sunday school teacher, boom, to witness to your friends, boom, and so we did that over and over and over about the power that the Holy Ghost gives you. It was really cool. That's cool, but it it worked out well, and and hey, nobody. Threw up, or <laughs> you know, and you talked about you did the fireballs. I almost yeah. did that in Buford. Oh yeah, and the reason being because I knew they're talking about choices, and I mean sometimes a choice could seem scary. You know, Ruth made a scary choice, and sometimes people get afraid of the Holy Ghost, and yeah. but you don't need to be afraid. That was I was going to come out at that angle. I, I didn't end up doing that, but it was on my mind. I've been cool. We would have both done the same lesson <laughs> in different states. <laughs> and that that one there, it, it's so interesting, Billy, and, and I. I really don't have the answers for why sometimes that that one is easier to do than others. <clears throat> so the the way we we do that for if anybody that's listening, these fireballs you make them at a hundred percent cotton t-shirt, just cut strips, roll it up, sew it really tight, so it's a really tight hard ball. And when you put charcoal lighter fluid on it, it can burn. And you can, in theory, hold it with your hands, but it gets really hot. But when you dip your hands in water, you can hold it for a long time, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt. So we were talking about the Holy Ghost. Some people, they have all these reasons why, why they don't want it today. 
and they're, 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 I, we, we talked about being afraid uh, that people might make fun of you. You know, you go to pray, and what if my friends see me pray? And then, they, so they, we have that, a pan up there with a lid, and so we'll put the fireball in there, and it's burning. All you got to do is reach out and grab it. The Holy Ghost is right there, but no, 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 it's scary. What if someone sees me pray, and they put the lid on it and put it out? And then they'll do something like, what if, what if uh, they're doing having pizza outside after after Sunday school and I miss it, you know, because I'm in here praying, everybody else is having fun, so they put out the fire. So we come up with all the excuses why people get distracted. Um, and then Delaney and Tristan are just they're nuts. <laughs> you know how they can get in a good way though. Right, right. So they're they're creating all these these scenarios and they're putting the fire out and then they accidentally knock my lighter off on the ground. So I went to get it and there's a, a bowl of water under the table. So I dunk my hands under there while I'm getting the lighter. So the kids don't even know it's there. And I come out and this time I was able to hold that and it was not hot at all. I probably could have held it for like five minutes. It felt like oh, I, wow. I could hold it in one place for like 30 seconds and it never really got hot. I don't know why. I don't know if it's different lighter fluids. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was so cool. And the people were freaking out like, no, you'll put it down. You're going to burn it. It was, it was really cool. That was cool. But, so it went really good. Then that night we talked about uh, trust, trusting in God no matter what. And we ended it with the, uh, let's see, what was the final lesson we talked about? Oh, I don't know if I've ever done it here about Abraham and Isaac. Did I ever talk about that one? about how Abraham had his son Isaac. Um, the promise was given to him. He was 75 years old and God promised him you know, descendants like the sand of the sea and the stars of heaven. And so he believed it, but you're already 75. It's like, okay, this better happen quick or it's never gonna happen. Well, we, so we dragged the lesson out, but five, five years, 10 years, 20 years go by. Here he is 95 years old. He still doesn't have a kid, let alone like the sands of the sea. And we talked about the promise. And all day long, I've been promising a kid on the front row that I was going to give them something because they sang so good. All day, I kept saying, I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm gonna, don't let me forget. I promise, I promise. So to him or to her, it probably felt like it was 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end, when, when God gave Abraham the promise, I also gave that kid five bucks. I said, and the promise was finally fulfilled. And he finally got his promise. And everybody's like, yay. And Delaney's, you know, yeah, that's awesome. It's the end of the story. I'm like, no, it's not the end of the story. Because then God wanted it back. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how you know, he took Abraham, uh, Isaac up to the top of the mountain and he wanted him to sacrifice him. And so I went to that kid and I said, I'm going to need you. Uh, I said, do you trust me? How about you give that back to me? And they're staring at me like, you jerk. You just <laughs> promised me this all day long and now you want it back. I said, well, let me tell you a story. So I told the story about Tristan, how she got in the car wreck and how... Uh, there was a point that I knew I was supposed to pray that God, if you want to take her, you can take her. And I didn't want to. I did not want to pray that. And I, I, I likened it to Abraham, but there's no way he wanted to give it back. You know? And But he finally got to the point where he could. And I said, do you trust me? And so she gave it to me. She gave me the five bucks. Well, I have a, that. Do you know what the dove pan is? That that metal. Have you guys? It, 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 it turns. It's like. It yeah. could, you open it as something else, right? Yes. You open it something else. Yeah. yeah, so you put something in, but when you open it, something different's inside. And so they put the $5 in, and we capped it. And I kept talking about how God never takes more than he gives back. And then we opened it, and instead of the $5 they put in there, there was 20 ones that I had crumpled. It was a mountain. It just like <laughs> erupted out of this thing, and it started just pouring out. And I said, that's all yours. you know. And so God never takes, so you do you really right. trust him. But that, that rat trap lesson that you do, mm -hmm. it is... It is so effective. I'm telling you that thing is so good. 
we had this little girl up there, and she was like, I trust you. I said, you'll tell everybody here that you do. Oh, yes, I tell you. No matter what. No matter what. And, and he'll never hurt me. Tell everybody, oh, he'll never hurt me. And then we put the rat trap in, and all of a sudden, I was the villain. And you, I do not trust you anymore. It's so bad that she was almost crying. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. I wasn't trying to scare you. I said, actually, I kind of was. But, right, right, right. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it made the point of we trust God until something bad happens, and then we stop <laughs> trusting him sometimes. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was really, really good. Uh, and Delaney is such a joy to work with. You guys you guys know she's nuts. Yeah. And and then to, for her to be uh, anybody any of us to, to to be to like a new audience, like all the funny stuff we say, you can say it all because it's all brand new, right? And yeah. it, just everything's good. <laughs> so good. <clears throat> she really did did phenomenal. But that wasn't the only Sunday school yet. Yeah. We had a third one going on simultaneously, and Brother Lee was there. So why don't you tell us about Sunday school in Rialto? Okay, well, I'll see if, what I can remember. Uh, so, uh, yeah, with everybody being gone, they abandoned us all over the country, <laughs> just having fun and left us home. But, no, we, we got a great team at, uh, uh, and, you know, in, at ILC, and, and we rallied around, and, and, uh, and we were able to pull it off. Um, so we had some last-minute changes. Um, so anyway, the, the focus, the theme was, uh, what is the Bible? Uh, where did it come from? How do we know it's true? And how's it laid out, et cetera? And uh, so I was actually on the schedule just to do uh, a skit, and I'll get to that in a, in a few minutes. Um, but uh, Danny came out uh, to do the intro, and he, he basically just um, came out and, and and he had a, bu- a book, and it was just a, and actually ended up, you know, I said, oh, the Bible, it's just a book, and he was just kind of like downplaying and whatever and pretending this book was was the bible but it was actually just like a, a notebook didn't have any, even anything in it and stuff well this isn't going to help you know and he said well we're going to find out about the bible and and it's going to be really good and whatever so that was kind of to start off we're going to talk about the bible and, and that and then uh and as you know things go and we need to be prepared and and whatever larry was going to do the rules and stuff but he got called into the church to do sound and so i stepped in to do the rules of birthdays <laughs> and uh which was fun so so uh what i did at the last minute just you know again was i talk about how you know we uh have rules and we we say that i said well the bible can be like a rule book in a way now now we we change up our rules and say it's it's ways to have fun in sunday school you know so i I just kind of went through that real quick and just said okay who knows them so they, everybody just randomly just whatever not necessarily any order i said we know the bible you know we could think of it as just rules um but uh it's really there to protect us now think about it. if we didn't have rules and stuff you know um on whether you're driving to school or whatever it could be you know it could be really scary and so so the bible's there to protect us tells us how to live and how to uh how to make it to heaven so it's more than just a rule book but it's god's way to to tell us how to how to live our lives and, and and have a great life. So I kind of went into that. Then we got to sing that we sang the birthday song. Well, Brother Julian was actually scheduled to sing. <clears throat> I actually had him and his yeah, wife on the yeah. schedule, but they uh, extended their stay a little bit. And so you actually arranged to get somebody to cover you, right? Yeah. Was it who was it? Uh, Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so and Brianna does awesome. She is like really just doing an incredible job. So she, she came up with two. I I, I draw. I should have texted her before this uh, to see what song she had. Two brand new songs. So wow. she did both songs. Brand new great moves and she nailed them i mean she is like she's awesome a perfectionist and so she did really good so we had a bunch of people up doing doing the uh uh songs you know it's it's one thing to do songs that we've done before 
I mean, that's almost, it, it's not a cop-out at all because the kids love them and, and, and if they fit with the theme. But to come up with a brand new song is a big deal. It is. It's a lot of work yeah. to teach it and to, 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 for you to know it well enough to not embarrass yourself in front of the kids. Finding a new song, it's not, like, I, I know how hard that could be. Because you, you have to listen to the whole song. Like, oh, man. No, it wasn't that good. Then you go to the next song, and sometimes you, you may go through five or six songs and not find a good song, and or something that's not. So to find two new songs, that's unreal. She put in some work listening <laughs> yeah, to some music. Yeah, I totally agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel so bad that I didn't write down or get them. But maybe if you write to Philip, I'm putting him give, make him do some work for a change. Input. I'm sorry. say that was classic. Okay, this is raw and on and edited. But no, maybe we can get them because they they were great songs. And, and I think and the kids really liked it everybody got into it good movements both of them they fit the theme and she really did a yeah. good job info at apostoliccentiscool.com and if you uh, want those titles uh, I don't have them but I'll get them and send them over but Julian thank you for just filling it in he did the ultimate I'm not going to be at Sunday school thing, which is not just to say, hey, I can't make it. It's to say, hey, I can't make it, but I have someone to take my place. They're already uh, either involved or approved, and uh, this is they're going to be taking my place. And so nothing needs to be done. It's already done. It's yeah. like, okay, I can't be there, but I've already taken care of it. That's the ultimate way a teacher should step out of Sunday school if you can't make it for some reason. And uh, a little disclaimer, the reason why I end up really doing that, and <laughs> I know I should always do it, but I sat in your in your breakout I'm session, break. and, and you mentioned that, like, you know, like I love it when people do that. I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I find someone, not just tell them. <laughs> so it kind of you, you didn't do it intentionally, but I was like, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. Find someone instead of if not, to be honest, who knows? I might have just texted you, <laughs> but I, I need to be better, and you know, and I'm glad it was the right thing to do. Well, <laughs> so. I had no idea, so I'm glad either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still did it. I, I heard it and I listened. <laughs> so. You know, there's this kind of a, a little theme I'm hearing here today. So you had the guy that was injured, wasn't going to be able to help, but he ends up helping out because he loves Sunday school so yeah. much. And we got a great team here, and I was just thinking about you know we're going to record this week hopefully i should i shouldn't say that we are we're going to yeah, do we're it. recording this um, and just the the people i'll help i'll help, I'll help. everybody just wants to help because mm-hmm. once you get involved and, and you got a good team work together yeah. I mean, everybody wants to do a part and and play so everybody's chipped in everybody did something and uh, and it's awesome to see that so like this this sunday is going to be it's going to be a little tight <clears throat> so we have of course bus ministry then we have sunday school then we're going to record and then we have a Harvest Fest meeting, and then we have Care Captain's meeting, and then we have church. So there's not a lot of time in there <laughs> for editing. So if I put out that video maybe on Monday or something, don't get mad at me. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to edit this thing. Uh, maybe Sunday night sometime. But I'll try to get it out same day, but no promises. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be tight. So then the next part was, uh, so I did a skit with, and I got um, uh, Jared Jr., and so what we did was, uh, uh, so I came out and I said, okay, everybody, Jared's supposed to help me with this. You know, I don't know. And he goes, oh, I'm here, brother. He comes out. I go, okay, we're going to talk about the Bible. And he's got a backpack. I go, uh, that looks like a backpack. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I got the Bible in the backpack. So he pulls out the Bible. Okay, good. He had me worried there because you're really doing this lesson. You know, I'm just kind of helping. And I go, okay, so what is it? He goes, it's my backpack, you know, or it's my Bible, you know. And I said, well, okay, all right. I know I know what it is, but uh, well, what, what is the Bible? And, and where did it come from? He goes, it came from my backpack. <laughs> and I, he goes, Brother Lee, didn't you see me? I, and he puts it back in. I, yeah, Jared, okay. So I'm playing the total straight guy. 
Yeah, okay, so, all right, so the Bible, yeah, that's the Bible, and it came from his backpack. All right, well, I go, well, how do we know it's true? And he goes, well, you saw me pull it out, didn't you? And I'm like, no, Jared, that's not what I mean. I mean, the, <laughs> the Bible, how do we know the Bible is true? And he goes, well, the Bible says it's true. I go, well, Jared, that, that's, that's, I go, well, it's like this. I go, I could stand here and say I'm the greatest scientist, but, you know, in the world, but we need proof, we need evidence. He goes, oh, you mean like the hole in the ceiling is evidence? And I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. Did you script that, or did he come up with that? <laughs> no, we, we took That's we pretty good. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's get off. Okay, forget about that. Okay, so the Bible's true because it says it's true. We, we know where it came from. It came from your, from your backpack, and I'm this isn't going very good. And then I go, okay, so, um, uh, and then I'm like going, well, you know, how's it laid out or something? Or what was the next one? How's it laid yeah. out? And, and, uh, and he goes, well, it's got a cover and it's got chapter and verses and it's got a table of contents. I'm like, Jared, I don't mean, you know, it's got a, well, it's got a leather cover. You can get some in black. And I go, okay, guys, this isn't going very good. I go, Jared, and I didn't really, this is, I feel bad. I didn't, you know, the lesson's not going good and, and uh, I didn't really prepare for it because I thought Jared was going to do it. He goes, Brother Lee, I'm just teasing. You are. And he goes, yeah. He goes, the Bible is composed of, there's one author, that's God. It's, he used 40 authors, right, or 40 writers. It's spanned a period of so many years, but it's true because there's uh, uh, archaeological evidence, there's this and that. So we went through a, like a speech at the end and kind of summarized like what, you know, it's just basic, you know, I think it's like search for truth type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's archaeological evidence, and then from our own personal experience, like in Acts 2.38, we touched on that, you know, how many people here receive the Holy Ghost, just like the Bible said, and prophecies that have come true thousands of years later. So we kind of went through that and like, oh, okay, all right, redemption. So that, that's such a fun method of teaching where you have <clears throat> someone that gets everything wrong and the other person's acting like they're frustrated, but it's pulling out all the all the relevant information at the end. And Delaney is the the queen of playing dumb on stage. Like, <laughs> she is so good at it. Yeah. So every time like, we, we'd do something, I'd ask the kids a question. I can't, I can't remember what it was. It was something so silly. I'm like, so, uh, you know, if, to use your example, you know, and how do you know the Bible's true? And you're asking the kid, and she's like, uh, because, and she says something so off the wall that the kid everybody looks at her like she's nuts. <laughs> and so then you're able to actually teach normal, but there's so much humor involved that they don't even realize they're learning sometimes. <clears throat> that's, that's, that's so effective. That's cool. And so that we, was- what's that? Sorry about that. Oh, so that was good. So did you want to say something? Okay. So then next we had Brother Mark. He came out. He did a good job. He, he had uh, a bag full of things, and he, it was kind of like a, a lesson game type of thing. But he talked about how the Bible could be used as a game. And he, and he actually did the actual breakdown. And he had a little chart and color-coded, um, like the, the Bible is broken up and how things are organized. And, and so he went into the real layout of, like, uh, there's poetry, there's law. And, and so he went into some of that, and he had, had uh, things written out color-coded and how you can make it a game he, he went into how you can uh, you only need to remember um, let's see if I can remember uh, to know how many books are in the Bible you only need to remember one number and that's uh, I think third uh, uh, was it 27 he said you learn you learn 27 and or something like that and and uh, how many and you know so there's 27 books in the New Testament he said that's the only thing you really got to remember 
And he says, okay, now this is how you can figure out the rest. Two, how many letters in two? That's three. And then uh, Testament, there's nine. So there's 39 in the Old Testament. And then you add those up and the 66. So it kind of went through some things like that. You can make a game and stuff like that. And then he actually uh, did some Bible trivia. Um, so he kind of played a game with that and asked a few questions. And, um, and so he kind of made a game out of that, but with the, how you can use the Bible for games to learn how it's broken out and things like that. So it was really good. Very cool. And then Bree did the mini lesson. She did lesson. another song. Uh, oh, mini lesson. Uh, oh, yeah, she did. Uh, let's see. What did she do? What did she do? Oh, yeah. So she, she went all out on this one. So she comes out carrying this lug and this big old heavy backpack. And she's like, okay. We talked know. about backpacks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's got this backpack. And she's okay. So she sits down. She did a great job. So she starts pulling. She said, uh, you know, this is a, sur a Christian survival kit. And she's got this backpack. Or, or I don't know if she called it Christian survival. She said a survival kit. You need this. She pulls out a flashlight. She pulled out uh, a knife. Um, and then she said, you know, you never know what you're going to find out in the woods in a jungle here like this. And she actually made a chainmail suit. She put it together, and, and she, it was real heavy. That was the big heavy thing in there. It was, she made she made it. It was out like of a, what? Out of it was metal. It was it was it looked it was heavy. It was solid. It looked like a real chainmail, like you'd go down to medieval times. What'd she grab. make it out of? I don't know where she got this stuff. We got it links. You have to find, ask her where she got it. All right, Maybe Marie, we got to see pictures <laughs> <laughs> or, or the actual really thing. So I don't. Let's see what else she have. And so she's going, and she said, um, and then all of a sudden she had Danny. Oh, hey, Marie, you got a letter here, you know, and it's a FedEx. Oh, okay. And so Danny tosses her this box, and she opens it up, and uh, she starts reading the letter, and uh, and she goes, Bree, you know, I know you've been coming to church, and and uh, you know, but I, I got some stuff to help you, you know. And, and then she started going through like the light of the world, um, the sword of the spirit, the armor of God, and whatever, and, and she pulls out, she pulls out a Bible. It was so good. She pulls it out, and, said, and it was a letter from Jesus, and it was it was really. Good. Was, I mean, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it. it so she did such a great job, and. Uh, it was uh, she pulls out the Bible wow we didn't well, ever record that for a yeah, devotion it was, it was really yeah. good and she said the Bible has you I mean I don't have to carry around this this big old lunking stuff and whatever it's all in the Bible and so she got a nice letter from Jesus so she did a really good job was, that's awesome really <clears throat> while I'm thinking about that is I actually wrote an article for the Together magazine about <clears throat> children's ministry and about how stuff like like what Bree did if it's not recorded and posted, who will never know about it besides our local group? Um, even us that weren't there will never know about it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and all across the nation, there are some very creative, exciting Sunday schools that are doing stuff like that every week, and nobody knows about it. Um, and I just talked about the shame of not sharing what you're doing and how we need to have some sort of... And I... I, I, I wrote at the end I don't know how to implement this but imagine if every Sunday school across the nation just did one picked one thing that they would share with everybody and submit it in some form or another to, to a central source and we post it where it can just be shared to all apostolics how cool would that be yeah. stuff like Bree and everybody else we could post literally hundreds a week and there's constantly new updates being being out there and it's tagged so you can you can look it up by bible armor of god all of that we can just type it in and pull up breeze lesson 
Anyway, uh, so that I, I there, it'll come out in the next edition of Together Magazine. But I really think maybe Apostolic Sunday School can be the, the start of it. I don't know if that's the end thing. But if people actually regularly took the time to document just one thing, just one, yeah. what could we, what could yeah, we have? It would be pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's we're, cool. we're going to make sure Bree's lesson is not uh, isolated to one Sunday. It's yeah. got to be shared. That's cool. That's really good. Um, and then Sarah Toronto came out, and and, uh, and forgive me again, my mind's drawn a blank. I know what she did, but I don't remember the verse, so this is terrible. But anyway, what she did. The irony is, this is the memory verse. <laughs> it's the creative memory. It was very, it was so creative and stuff like that. I don't remember the. Verse. But what she did was she took the verse and she asked the kids um, to, to come up with signs uh, and movements for the verse to help them re- remember the verse. And uh, it may come to me, but like, uh, uh, you know, I'm walking, you know, if it was walking, do walking. Say- oh, no. Oh, oh, yeah, I got it. It did come to me. Okay. Uh, the, the flower uh, withereth. And so she said, what's a good sign? She's picked somebody. What's a good, what's a good motion for withereth? And it's like, you know, so she did something like that. And the flower, uh, uh, the grass, grass, grass withereth, the flower, the flower fades away. What's a good for fading away? The and, word of God. But the word of God. Uh, forever. going forever so, like, so we had movements for each of the of the phrase of, of the verse and stuff like that so we went through that and practiced the, the verse and went through so it was it was really good that's cool <clears throat> That's cool. so, so they so memorized the verse with motions with motions oh, yeah that's so we do it with songs but we, she did it with, with verses with the verse <laughs> motions so and then good. the final lesson was Sarah final Booker? lesson was Sarah yeah so it was kind of funny she had uh, she called a kid up and uh, she said okay I want you to help me can you write and whatever and so she gives him a notebook and she said okay I I want to. I want you to dictate and write what I did, and uh, so she she picked the boys. One, of the, uh, I think it was uh, Brian from my route, and uh, anyway, so uh, she goes, I, and he writes I, Sarah Booker, and everybody guys laugh. So he's writing out I, Sarah Booker, do bequeath. It's just, he's like writing a will or something like that. So he's writing, and she's going real fast and stuff like that. He's trying to get as much as possible, and the whole point was that that she's basically being God. She's the author but she used him as the writer to write this down and stuff but of course god was there and uh and helped you know inspire the words and 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 that sort of thing so you know um but he made sure that they got it right and whatever but he used the humans to do it but he's the one single author he used many writers and so she kind of went into that but then he said, so, for example, who wrote, who wrote the first five books, you know, Moses and stuff like that? And she said, but then she went into, um, but, you know, do you guys believe that, that Moses actually, like, murdered a man? And then he fled from God and, and you know, and he, you know, kind of, you know, did some stuff. But still God used him. And then she said, and David, he did some things, you know, he killed a man. Then he took his wife, you know, whatever. And then so she went through different people but said, but you know what, though? But God protected his word. He kept it right and used people that had mistakes and, and, and faults and stuff, but, but he, he still used the people to put it together to, to make the Bible. It, it is what it is. And uh, That's so really cool. That, so it was really good. So that I like that, that that it, it's such a good way of explaining why each book has its own personality. You have your own author, Paul, there's this erudite, <clears throat> you know, just brilliant guy that uses language that Peter does and, and she talked about Paul writing so much of the Bible, and, and, and but yet he was he had many people murdered and whatever, but God still used him. That's really cool. I like that. And uh, the uh, I, I'm not sure how this has happened because since... We were gone the last two weeks. We implemented a crowd control system. 
um, where everybody's assigned to a position. I'm curious how that's actually been working because I'm not there, so I don't know. Uh, but we've been assigning two teachers to every section um, to say, hey, you're in the boys' back half, boys' front half. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that works long term. But it's the idea is that you are concentrating on just that quarter of the classroom and nowhere else. Yeah, <clears throat> I want to add something. So, so I was talking with with uh, I don't know if it was before class or after class, and I hope I hope uh, uh, Sarah doesn't remind or mind me saying this. Talking about cl- crowd control, whatever. Um, she was saying, you know, and the boys were, you know, one side were a little um, kind of loud or whatever. And I hope this is okay because I went through the same thing with kids. How do you deal with unruly kids? I know we've probably talked about them podcasts and whatever before. And she's like, so, but, but then, you know, how, and so many of our services and, and even the service Sunday afternoon after we got out of this class last time, he, he, he read off, Brother Howard read off like at least three of the scriptures that were brought up in our Sunday school. And so it just kind of reinforced what we did. He wasn't talking about necessarily the Bible, but it just the scriptures that all worked in. Well, anyway, so she was saying, she goes, man, you know, these kids that come from such a hard background sometimes that you don't want to be, you know, get on them and, and discipline them. But, you know, you got to do something. But I just sit there and, and he, she was feeling the conviction and the service. Uh, you know, before about dealing with kids, and she's, you know, it's just, it's just hard. I go, I, I know exactly what it is. I, I went through that phase too, where it's like, where like, and I told, I think I said it on a podcast, I'm, the, I got the grandpa spirit. I don't want to get on anybody. Just let him run wild, and I'm happy, you know, because, because I, because I've been through that where I like, you look at these kids and the, and the struggles. You know, their family life may not be perfect or whatever, and it's like you don't want to be hard on them to make, you know, you want this place to be a, a refuge for them, but you, but yeah, you can't. There's a balance. You, but yeah. you can't let them disrupt, and so she she was <laughs> struggling with that. But she did a great job. The kids actually went pretty good. So I think it's just sit with them, and just a lot of times just sit and buy them, and just yeah. sh- sh- it's real quiet, and just kind of you know I don't know. But mm-hmm. anyway, so she she's you know Every, we, we, it's working out. I think it's going to continue to get good. everybody in the world that works with kids, whether it's through high school or Sunday school or, or through a regular school system or Sunday school deals with this. Everybody does. How do you? How do you keep order, but yet, like you said, make make this the place that the kids want to be? Yeah. Uh, and, and and there is no one answer. Bottom line is we just have to do the best we can. <laughs> we just do the best. Oh, the bottom can. line, she says, you just got to love them. Just love yeah. them. The, if they genuinely know that you love them, the rest will work itself out. Yeah. You can correct somebody and they know that, that you're doing it for the right reasons, even if your methods aren't perfect you know you can do at least until you're trying yeah. oh man it's 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 never easy but we're so excited because we have uh brother reuben with us today and uh brother reuben you came uh i think julian's one that invited you is that correct yes and we just got done um, doing bible study that's awesome <clears throat> so you've been coming about two years now so w- would you mind uh, maybe between the two of you kind of recapping how you invited Ruben and you guys started coming and just kind of what buses the bus ministry has meant to you guys and yeah um one day there me and my fiance were we weren't together at the time crazy story uh she was in a different relationship she was supposed to move to Arizona and right when we're having all that talk brother Julian just kind of comes out of the corner out of nowhere and just how God's uh power works you know we were talking about this on the way over here, matter of fact. Uh, so Julian started, you know, talking about God and all that. I wasn't really into church at the time. So me, just being a respectful man, you know, I got up and I told Brother Julian, um, I'm going to go inside 
I don't want to like you know give a attitude to nobody or anything. I was just trying to be a respectful man, you know. So I walk inside and then uh, my fiance goes and shows me this card, you know, about harvest. She's like, "Well, I would like to go this before I leave Arizona, you know. At least this way we all can spend time together like a family for the last time." So I took consideration to that. I was like, "Okay, sure." Get to the church, you know, and uh, that's what uh, I think Pastor Booker even shared it as well, along with Brother Julian, you know. Um, my exact words were, I was shocked. I was like looking around the church, hearing people talking tongue, because I was baptized years ago, I would say maybe 10 years ago, in, in a church that's the same in uh, Redlands. It's called Highest Praise, uh, Pastor Royal. Um, I ended up receiving the Holy Ghost that same night and everything, and I had just told my fiance, like, anybody would probably say in the same situation I was in at the time. You know, I just told her, um, I'm going to make this my home church. It would be nice if you just stayed with me, but you're already, you know, going to move and do your own thing. So, like, from that point, two weeks later, you know, we continued to keep going to church, and uh, that's when Harvest and all that, we went to join that. Right, right, right before she was about to leave, you know, that's when uh, everything had changed. God just turned around and closed that door on her. She stayed with me. We continue to keep coming to church, and we do ride the red bus with Julian. Nice. You know, I'm really thankful for that bus because it comes every morning. There should be no reason to why I should miss church. I got a free ride there to be free from addiction class, and then my kids do it. And uh, the classes with Julian and whilst. Runs the, the kids' uh, section on school. But, yeah, I'm, I'm inside uh, Be Free From Addiction class with Brother Bob and a few others. But uh, since I've been going to this church, a lot has changed for me in two years' time. You know, I never had anything happen to me like this ever in my life, you know? Like, everything just changed so fast to where it was so overwhelming for me to where I didn't even know how to react on it. To where I used to text Brother Julian a lot, like, hey, brother, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this. You know, like, things have been, like, a lot different since I've been coming to church. And um, I wanted to move out of state, but, you know, I think I'm going to stay because I love my church in the lighthouse. You know, like, it has done a lot for me and my family. And I'm just going to continue to just keep going and do the best I can to serve God. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> So, Brother Julian, you want to tag it yeah, on that? I, I remember when we first met. You know, I was the, the apartment complex that we went to is our first time going, and uh, I remember I cut the corner and I saw the their his two little boys and they were outside playing and I said I'm gonna go get them balloons. I didn't know that they were breaking up when I walked in. <laughs> you know, I just thought they were just having a, they were just outside. Well, I do remember him getting up, walking away, and, and like basically dismissing himself like, hey, like. You know, I'm going to go inside. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't think much about it. But truth is, is you know, and he's being nice, but I was annoying. <laughs> I was annoying. Like, I was making balloons, and they're popping, and then they're, and you know, everyone, you know, Ooh. I'm just being really exciting. You walked into a real stressful situation, too. I, I did. You know, and, uh, but they did come. And I remember that first service they came. Uh, it was, uh, we were in, uh, event, uh, in revival with Brother Howard. And we just did the, the lasagna dinner. And that's was one of the things because they we were having problems like trying to get them to come a Sunday morning. Well, they know it's a Wednesday where it's like, hey, we're having a lasagna dinner, so they came, and uh, and we ate good. We all you know we're all full. And he walked into church and he's like, this is an apostolic church, and he was having that moment from ten years before that where he was baptized and 
I remember I was super excited. I have four visitors, you know, his family and plus two others. And I'm like, they're going to get the Holy Ghost tonight. I had that expectation. I'm like, God, because we've been, we were having a huge revival and we had lots of people receive the Holy Ghost. And I remember he, Brother Howard kept preaching. He's preaching on the power of the God, the power of God, the power of Jesus' name, the power of baptism. And then when he, when I, when my visitors came, he said his title, it was the power of fasting. I have four visitors. I need them to get the Holy Ghost, and we're going to talk about fasting. <laughs> and I remember, and I told Brother Howard this, like my heart was like, no, no, Holy Ghost, we need a Holy Ghost. You know? But I said, like, you know what? But in my mind, though, I, I still knew. I was like, you know what? God can do whatever. And, uh, and uh, that night, Gabby, Ruben, and then two other bus moms, they both got the Holy Ghost. That They all got the Holy Ghost that night. And no, I told, actually, actually, Gabby received it the following week. Oh, it was the following week? It was okay, the following week after okay. I got it. Yeah. All right, yeah, but, but I got it that first night. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, so they, uh, but man, and then ever since then, you've been tied in with uh, Be Free and doing trying to that. stay committed to that class. I mean, it helps me a lot. And I guess for me, sharing this Sunday, hopefully, somebody hit somebody else's heart because he hit my own heart. You know, <laughs> I, was, I reached out to Julian on that one. I was trying. I'll send another crying down and everything like They had you talk in the Be Free class? Yeah, yeah. Like every single person that was in in oh, the class so cool. shared something about themselves. So that was my first time sharing in the class. So now everybody in the class knows my background. Wow. But before it was just Ronnie and Julian that knew my background. Sure. And what, what's really cool is that, Ruben, you've already been... God's already used you to reach out to some of your friends. And you didn't even do it intentionally, I don't think. Could you tell no. a story about Dante? Dante, I've known him, I think it's going on maybe, uh, let's see, four or five years knowing him now. The apartment that I first moved in where we met, I wasn't who I am today. I was on Crestal Meth. I was in the streets, uh, you know, the street life. And uh, he was like that little brother that was looking up to me. But at that time, I didn't see it like how I see it now. But, you know, I wasn't the best role model for him. You know, we were into that gang life. He was into the gang that he claimed and the stuff that I was doing. And then me being addicted to meth didn't help any. But we stayed friends from that apartment. I moved to the next one. I was still having my ups and downs with myself. Like, that's why I was going to a different church. But that church didn't really work out for me. I, I personally just wasn't feeling the connection with God in there. Um, so um, we just stayed friends, and then all of it till I guess we went to Brother Bob's. Like uh, it was like a month or two. Yeah, right about. It was like maybe a month or two ago, I took a picture of Brother Ronnie. I didn't know he knew Brother Ronnie. So Ronnie Sanchez is one of our bus drivers. Been driving for think, what 15, 20 years? I think that twenty. Yeah, twenty. Years. Long, long time. So go, I'm sorry, brother. So I was uh, <clears throat> took a picture of Brother Ronnie, and I took a picture with all my brothers like him, you know. But I put it on Facebook, and he saw that. He goes, I know that man. I was like, how do you know him? And that's when we got into conversation. And that's when I got him to come to the Bible study right here in San Bernardino. So Dante used to be a bus rider years ago. What, 10 years ago? Probably maybe a bit longer. Maybe. That's what he said, yeah. Something somewhere around there. It's been like maybe 10. So about 10 years ago, Ronnie was his bus driver. Ruben posted a picture of himself and Ronnie. Dante sees it and says, I know him. He used to be my bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So it turns out to be Ronnie knows his whole family. Mom, sisters, and brothers. I mean, I didn't even know this because I've been knowing, been friends with them for a couple of years now. And like I said, that family has seen me on my ups and downs. So they know my background just as well as Ronnie. Ronnie is starting to get to know my background because we talk a lot through class. 
brother Julian, he gets to know what he gets to know is when we have our talks, which was rare because we, we catch each other when he's not at work. Sure. You know, but... So Dante's been coming. In fact, uh, he started going to a Bible study with you, I believe. Yeah, he went to one and then church. And then he came this recent Sunday, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's just really cool. Uh, so bus ministry has has been been around for quite a while at in the lighthouse but you don't always see the fruits of it immediately mm-hmm. and so dante's he, he hasn't been coming for quite a quite yeah. a while and then he reconnected through uh through ruben who also came initially through bus ministry yeah. so that's so exciting and cool. dante's mom is going to actually start a bible study with caleb in san Bernardino. so they're going to start meeting up and doing bible studies and you know god's pulling at that family but it's just it's that you know, I invited Ruben, Ruben invited Dante, and then Dante family. It's, it, that's that's what this is all about, <clears> you know. Awesome. And, you know, and uh, I know you mentioned a tiny bit about your your past. You know, you said a few things. You know, you, you know the drug use, the gangs. If you, I, I know this is a podcast. There's no video, but if you were to see Ruben sitting right here, to those who don't know who Ruben is, he's sitting here. He's he's he lo- he does not look. No. Like what he just said, and you know, and he's God's working on him. His, you know, he's been he's faithful to Bible studies, being involved in free, be free. He out, goes to outreach with be free. You know, he's uh, God's really. You know, this is what it's all about. You know, what's awesome. all about? <clears throat> I love it. So it's exciting to see uh, God doing so many things. We we talked about how all over the nation, you know, we we, we saw kids getting the Holy Ghost in Tennessee, Kentucky, and Georgia. Uh, Rialto, uh, Brother Ruben brought uh, someone to church on Sunday, and we expect God to God to finish that work there. So, just exciting. God's doing all kinds of things, and man, I think I, I was I was reading a book, and this, this is going to sound like a, a weird segue, but it's called uh, Go for No. I think I mentioned this in one of the podcasts recently, but it, it, it was talking about the more times you fail, the more likely you are to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the, the way they likened it is, is people that always have successes but never failures have never really pushed the envelope. They've never pushed themselves to the point of failure. And so I, I love that sometimes we put ourselves in, in somewhat uncomfortable situations um, and it doesn't always go well. <laughs> you know? But until you at least try it, you don't know. And so... Like even this, this podcast or some of the things we try in Sunday school, yeah, they fail sometimes. You know, yeah. we don't, you know, don't always do well, but at I'll, least we I'll, tried. I yeah. want to put a plug in again, and this kind of leads into it too. Is Sister Liz is doing her Spanish outreach podcasts yes. and uh, videos and YouTube, and uh, so uh, I know a little bit of Spanish. So we're doing outreach, but this kind of leads into what what Ruben was saying too. Is I carry my my Sunday school. Uh, cards, but I carry church cards. I carry be free cards and just regular the church um, time services cards. So we're going out. I knock on a door, and it was an elderly Hispanic woman. She didn't even want to answer the door. She's just kind of smiling, you know. And then I'm like, you know, like like waving, and and uh, and then I, then I said something in Spanish. So then she kind of smiled and she opened the door. So I did my best to talk to her in Spanish, and I gave her a card. And Bob's to her. being humble. He speaks Spanish. <laughs> Not bad at all. <laughs> so anyway, so I give her this, and I talk to her, and uh, and I'm with Josh, one of the boys in our in our team, and then so I go around and go, Liz, you, you might want to come over and meet with this this girl because Liz is fluent and stuff, just to make sure I got everything across and didn't do anything. And uh, so she comes over, and um, and she talks to this lady, and the lady said that just that morning she was talking to her sister or her daughter, wanting to find a church. She hasn't been in over a year since COVID hit. She's been looking for a church. So here we're out on Sunday school outreach. 
and we end up finding and Liz is going to maybe start a home Bible study or I'll get my wife with her and stuff and but she invited her she, and she's good, she needs rides and whatever who knows her whole family may end up going to the Spanish church but so cool. I, I, like I said we keep the cards you just never know who you're going to run into you and so know. these programs that your church you know here we're out for Sunday school but if you have other things going on you keep be prepared because you just never know who you're going to run into and, and, and like you said step out and Liz is doing this great job on these Sunday schools she's got a couple uh, training videos out on just simple phrases to get the point across. And then I felt good. The lady did say, she said that she told us that I did a good job. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> anyway, but it was fun. You know, Sunday, you know. Sunday schools are a hook in Sunday in yeah, outreach. Yeah, definitely. But it's not the only people we're going. We're not only no, looking for kids. Exactly. We're going for I've everyone. seen people that yeah. skip a door because they don't think there's kids behind it. You know, they don't see like scooters out front or something. No, 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 no. Are Go you nuts? nuts? Do it all. We're doing outreach mm-hmm. for souls, not no. for, we're, we're not even doing it for Sunday school. We're doing it to see the kingdom. If I could just real quick, yeah. I'll do 30 seconds. Uh, Brother Nathaniel Urshan, I sat in a class with him um, at Summit, and he talked about evangelism in a city. And he talked about how he would, every single day, knock 100 doors. And of those 100 doors, and what he's going for is Bible studies. He's trying to get Bible studies. And he'll have a chart, and he'll have them fill out. And then, are you interested? And then, out of those 100, he may get 40 Bible studies. Now, out of those 40 Bible studies, maybe 20 of them would actually become a Bible study. And maybe 10 of them would become a, a reoccurring one. And then maybe one kid or one family would get saved. And we really, he goes, but he'll do that every single day. A hundred doors. Five days a week. That's 500 doors a week. That's uh, 2,000 doors a month. Like, and he did this. And he's like, and he built churches, like really doing this. And he talked about it. But we're not, even though we're going for outreach, like for, I mean, for Sunday school, we're not skipping doors. <clears throat> I'm going yep. for my hundred doors to find that one family that's going to stick, you know, yep. and it's so it, it like really like challenged me, like listening to that. I'm like, yeah. okay, 100 doors, okay, <laughs> you know? it. yeah, so, it's cool. So, we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing ourselves, and and at least this is this is what I've I've, I've been telling myself is I'm gonna keep trying stuff until I fail, yeah, not not be afraid of failure, like kind of embrace it, like this is cool, like. For the for the first time this Sunday, and I'm I'm st- telling you guys this because I can't back out now. Is I'm going to play the piano live in Sunday school. I'm, oh, I'm, right. I've been like, <laughs> saying I'm going to do it. Uh, what the worst that'll happen is it flops and kids laugh and think, "Well, he's an idiot. Who cares? What's that going to hurt?" Right. Hey, please record it for me. I want to. <laughs> I'm a BNB freak. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so it's it it could be an absolute trainer, but I don't care. At least, yeah. hey, we're gonna keep trying new stuff and 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 pushing ourselves and see what God can do. Absolutely. So I'm excited. But thank you guys so much, Brother Lee, Brother Julian, Brother Ruben, for being here. Yes, and we'll absolutely. catch you next time. If you guys have any ideas for what to cover on this next podcast, email us at info at apostolicsundayschool.com. Until then, we will see you all later. All right. God bless. Bye. God bless. Bye.